City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Long. Oh, good morning. So good to have your company today. It's the top of 15 degrees in Adelaide. Possible storms later on. Hard to see with that beautiful sunshine that's coming through our studios. Um, a few texts on 0427154166 coming through. Bryce, what have you got there? I got one from Daniel. He's a bit confused while we're talking about uh, G-strings and disposable underwear. Thought it was a uh, sports show, Tom. Well... Bryce, it is a sports show, but we are put here to entertain. And it's Saturday morning. It's time to stay, as we always say, live your life. So we'll just go wherever the boat takes us. As I welcome producer Jason to the studio as well. I didn't see the problem. Uh, I'm wearing some disposable <laughs> underwear right now. Yeah. Well, we're, there's a place for them. We're about to talk about a few topics in the week that was. It's a little bit... Yeah. Left of centre, yeah. so uh, Daniel might uh, be a bit flat with Yeah, this, yeah, this but well, I, I dare say it'll be entertaining for you, uh, Daniel, because it's time for this. I don't care if Monday's blue, Tuesday's grey and Wednesday too. Thursday, I don't care about you, it's Friday, I'm in love. The Week That Was. Yes, it's been a big week in the news and some bizarre things rolling around. So there's a man in Japan, Bryce, who uh, wanted so badly to become a dog that he's forked out 20 grand for this suit and uh, his partner has taken him for a walk in public. Now, I'm going to ask for your thoughts firstly. What do you think of the suit? Does it look like a real dog to you? If you look at it quickly, it, it probably does. Yeah. Yeah. Like fair dinkum though. Like... What? Now, is, is this one of those people who's got a bit of a thing for it? Like, Jace, he's dressed up as a dog and asked to be walked like a dog so he can interact with other dogs. What, what's going on mentally for him, Jace? Probably needs to be splayed, uh, I would have thought. <laughs> or, uh, I haven't heard that, that uh, word for a or, or at long least time. just let's make sure that we're not breeding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not a breeder. Well, it's, yeah. uh, it's one of those weird things in Japan. He said... Uh, I don't want my hobbies to be known, especially by people I work with, and that's why I chose a costume to wear. So, interesting. Oi. Next on, we've got the Poms didn't let Australia in for a post-series beer. I'm keen to hear your thoughts on this one, Jay. So, are they the most hypocritical uh, bunch right. going around in the world right now? Let's clear this up. So, we had some, some SEN cricket crew on the ground there. and Yeah. Barat Sundarason was the man, uh, our very own, who broke this. Mm. Um, and the way it went down is the following. And, and I don't think this excuses the Poms in any way, shape or form because they it's not that they didn't let the Australians in. Mm. It's that after the match, uh, the Australians were waiting patiently to be let into the English dressing room and mm. had sent some messages through and the door was locked to the English dressing room whilst they were doing their presentations, end of series presentations. Right. So this is like the in-house England yes, presentations. Yes. Okay. So in the end, they ended up catching up at a nightclub later on. But explain this to me. Mm. They walked off the ground after the presentations at roughly 6 o'clock, 6.30 mm. that night, England. The Australians left the ground at 11 p.m. How long do your end of series presentations uh. take? Give me a spell. That was, I don't care how you look at it, that was Too an long. extended middle, middle finger to Australia. Yeah. And I think the English and their treatment of the Australian cricket team during this series 
is one of the biggest scandals in world yeah. sport. Ooh. They have been disgraceful in this series, the Poms. And and I know that there are a lot of Australian cricket supporters who uh, who love the love Australian cricket yeah. and are very upset and are very much looking forward to the English coming out here in a couple of years' time. I would urge those people not to reciprocate. Yeah. Let's not stoop to their level. Because what they've done and the way they've treated the Australian cricket team in this series is a disgrace. And they need to be ashamed of it. They need to be held to account for oh, it. Ab- absolutely hypocritical. And the way they speak about themselves as well. They, they oh, are the talking moral about ash. crime. The moral. Jared Waitley gave a really good mm. um, diatribe through the week where he, he repeated the phrase, Crimea River. Yes. Crimea River, England. You would think that they are the only team that's ever been affected by rain in the history of world cricket. Yeah, very hypocritical. It gives us an opportunity as well, though, because it's been 14 years ago exactly when the Ashes finished up and we had this magical moment on Adelaide Television on Channel 10 News. And England. Hang on, we'll just get that. Here we go. And England skipper Andrew Strauss arrived in London proudly showing off the little urn. They'll spend four days at home before flying out for the World Cup. And Belinda, I just can't understand how something so small can be so impressive. Well, Mark, you would know about that. Weather's next with Jane Riley. <laughs> <laughs> Just occasionally they... Oh, nice they uh, yeah, very nice little drive-by. I'd forgotten about that. Mark Aston uh, made very famous for that one. Next on the list, we've got Buddy, you know, retired this week. And it's sad for football that he didn't get that final uh, tour, final game, but... The way the, the man is, the nature of him, he probably wouldn't have cared. Bryce, do you have uh, some favourite Buddy Franklin memories? Oh, there's plenty, isn't there, Tom? Yeah. And I remember a lot playing against him too. He, he didn't mind getting on the lip. He, really? Yeah, he was a bit of a trash talker out on the field. There's no yeah. doubt about that. But when you're the best, best player in the comp for so long, you can throw a few words around and not get too many responses when you're – when you're one of the best to, to play the game. So, yeah. look, I, I was not disappointed because that's the way he is, but I would have loved to see him get a send-off do a, do a, or do a press conference or, mm. or, you know, thank the people along the way that I know he would have obviously done that privately, but uh, for, a, for a public forum for, for, for the supporters and members who have followed his career from, from day one, I would have loved to see him speak and, and talk about his journey but um that's the the sort of man he is he's been a very private man over mm. the the 15 20 years that he's been playing in uh, in the competition but uh, what an absolute superstar and yeah as you said sad to go down with a calf but uh yeah one of the best to, to ever play the game yeah he's the he's the rock star of uh, the last 20 years or so probably uh, one of the great in the top five conversation for greatest of all time would you say producer Jase? yes uh at his prime at his peak no one could do things on the football field that lance franklin could do um there's no question about that and it was a joy to watch as a spectator whether you're barrack for the club he was playing for or not but mm. I think what we know about Lance, and, and I hope I hope in the Swans' last home game of the year, which is round 23, they were able to put him on the back of a ute and drive him around the Oval and yeah. let him send get sent off by the fans that way. But we know he's uber um, – he has some issues with, with crowds. And yeah. <laughs> I know that sounds bizarre, but the way, the way it was put to us through the week by Dan Menzel, who – spend some time with him in Sydney is yes. he can be out on the field in front of 45,000 people and do his thing. No problem. But put him in a room where it's a little bit more intimate 
and there's plenty of people packed in a room. He struggles with stuff like that and gets mm. a, bit of, a bit of anxiety, so he tries to avoid those situations. I really hope that there's at some point an opportunity where he can sit down one-on-one with a, a reporter or, or someone in the Sydney, me- Sydney media department and mm. do a proper farewell to the fans that way. If he can't do it in a press conference, I hope he gets a chance to do it that way. Yeah. Surely at some stage, I mean, he'll have offers coming from everywhere uh, to do a book. And yeah. it will be a fascinating book, as was uh, just the last couple of weeks. Joel Selwood's released his first book, and I'm I'm keen to uh, read that one. It's called All In. Goes to show you, doesn't it, with Joel Selwood, just how much of a fairy tale farewell that was to be yeah, able to go out on your own so terms, rare. winning a grand final. It just doesn't happen like that to to very many people. Like no. you know, Lance Franklin, one of the best players we've ever seen, and his career ends on a calf injury. So well, if you're Joel so Selwood, you'd be counting your, your, your chickens, wouldn't you? Your lucky stars. Absolutely. It's so rare also to that, that level of success, say Rory Sloan at the moment and um, uh, Jack Zebel, who's retired this week. You know, they've gone through their whole career without a, a grand final win, like you, Bryce. Well, yeah, it's certainly very hard to win, Tom. Thanks for the reminder. Yeah. Oh, just back the bus yeah. over. <laughs> Cheers, bud. No, I'm just that. saying how it's just uh, for most people who go into the system, it's yeah. so rare to come away with uh, that level of success. Well, not 90. 9%. Well, yeah, more, 95, however many it is. Whatever percent you put on it, it's very high that majority of players don't go out the way yeah. they would like to. Pavlich, that's, that's just the way it is. Pavlich is another example of an absolute champion who uh, didn't get the premiership he wanted. Finally, boys, week that was, uh, there's been a lot of controversy and conjecture about this sun bear. And I know this is an audio medium, but if you just Google sun bear, this will be the first thing that comes up. This sun bear in a zoo in China has stood up like a human being at the zoo. And people are saying it's just a man wearing a bear suit. What are your thoughts? You see the folds. You can down see the, back? the crease marks of the jocks. I mean, yeah. there's no way that that is a legit bear. No, no, he's a, he is. Sorry, a legit give me a bear. spell. No, no, he's a legitimate bear. Give that, me a spell. That's how some bears uh, erect themselves. Is they've got those folds down the back there. Anyway, Sydney Taronga Zoo like he's got dad bod. has confirmed that it is uh, a real bear. Bryce, what's your verdict? Uh, I'm just trying to work out what's going on in these. These Asian countries at the moment with, <laughs> with animals. They've got the walking yeah. kelpie and the sun bear standing up. That's a human. Yeah. A bit of a... What is going on in the world? Yeah, I'd put it to you that the, the bear, the, the sun bear looks more like a person in a bear suit than the dog looks like a human in a dog suit. Yes. that I, I'd take that, Jace. But the result is the bear is a legitimate bear and the dog is just a little Japanese man dressed up as a dog. And we'll leave you with that. <laughs> Looks like a shih tzu to me. Uh, well, it's quarter past nine. Coming up next, we've got a very interesting helping of question time Bryce Gibbs has prepared. Thank you, producer Jace, for joining us. We'll catch you a little bit later for our comprehensive sports report. Thanks. <laughs> 9.15.